0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. I want to declare this. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or thank according to his power that's working within us. And the Holy Spirit is here. He's the one that's doing the work in us. And uh, I want to encourage you just to hang on to your seat and we'll get you out on time. What time is that? Time to eat. You'll get to eat today. I know it's Mother's Day. I get it. Glory to God. All right. We've concentrating all month long on uh, a subject matter in, in this particular case. Uh, ...the name Jehovah-Jireh, which was first revealed in Genesis chapter 22, which we won't go back. You'll have to go back and listen to it on May the 3rd, which God shows up after God had told Abraham to offer Isaac as his only son, as a sacrifice. God shows up, and that word Jehovah, God provides is the way I've Jehovah Jireh the way that I've always looked at it Jehovah God the Lord God will provide and he did he provided a, a substitute for Isaac just like he provides a substitute for us and the bible says in the book of hebrews chapter number 11 that god received that act of abraham As a figure. The word figure really means that it's a earthly story with a heavenly meaning. An earthly story is a heavenly meaning. Okay, So the heavenly meaning there is God is Himself going to insert Himself as a substitute. But not only as a substitute... He's going to see to it. That's really what Jireh means. God sees. And he's going to see to it that he's going to insert himself in the situation. Boy, if I sent you home with that, I ought to hear you shout from your house. God's going to insert himself in your situation. He sees, and he's going to insert himself. That's what the word Jira means, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord God will insert himself, and I use the word insert, but it says see to it. God will see to it. I want you to get that phrase, see to it. So if I was going to have a subtitle today, Jehovah Jira. in parentheses underneath that, God will see to it. Okay? God will see to it. Now, Pastor Zona made a statement Thursday on Bible study, and I want to get it exactly right. When God speaks, He's committed to what He said. He doesn't just randomly talk. He's not like us that have jaws that just flap. God does not say anything that he doesn't mean, nor mean anything that he doesn't say. So when God talks, he's committed. He's committed to it. That kind of sounds like Jehovah Jireh. He'll see to it. When God told Abraham, I want you to go... To Mount Moriah and offer Isaac your only son as a sacrifice. He meant what he said, but God was watching over it, watching over his word to perform it. That's what Thursday's Bible study was about. Watching over his word to perform it. God says, I'm gonna see to it that it's fulfilled. And I, I mean, Abraham and Isaac both thought that this was what it meant, a sacrifice. But God saw to it that he was going to insert himself into that and make a provision. Always remember this. We hear the word division. But God is provisioned. So God will, he's watching over you, and he wants to perform his word. However, like she mentioned, how can God watch over his word? He can't watch over his word that's not in us. In other words, for you, I'm talking about making it personal. I mean, he watches over his word because somebody's going to take it. But I'm talking about personally, he cannot... Watch over his word in your life if there's no word in you. In other words, you've got to hear what he has to say. That's why Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. God designed you to live by you hearing him speak to you. That's the way he's designed you to live. But we have everything else speaking. And we need to hear what God has to say. Sometimes you, I just want to insert this and move right along. Sometimes you have to shut off social media. In fact, I'm going to tell you more times than ought. But It's a programming process. It's meant to addict you. That went really big. So that you're addicted. Notice they. Uh, I'll share with that at a later date. I want you to go with me now to the book of Luke. We let's look at this because I got a specific place that I want to go, and you mothers will understand specifically. Go with me to Luke first. Luke chapter number. 3 You've heard this maybe if you've been here in the, since the beginning of the year. But in Luke chapter 3, I'll read it out of the King James. Verse 16 and 17. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to loose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge the floor and gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn with fire that's unquenchable. Now, let me give you this in case you didn't understand those verses. Completely. God, God is a consuming fire. I believe it's a book of Hebrews that says, He is a consuming fire. Now what's He going to consume? Anything that's not of Him. So when God says that, I mean, when John said that Jesus was coming and that He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, the purpose of that fire is to burn out the chaff in your life. The chaff represents fallen human nature or fallen human reasoning. Chaff protects the wheat. Your flesh is not the wheat, your spirit is the wheat. You were designed by God to be spirit led, not to be fleshly, out- outwardly led. Okay, By following human nature. So the purpose of the baptism, and every believer, every believer that believes on the Lord Jesus Christ should be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Every believer. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and make a big statement right here. The only hope for our nation and our society is an outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, and half, half the body of Christ has denied that because they're afraid of this word. They're afraid of speaking in tongues. Do you know what's afraid of it? Do you know what's afraid of The pride of fallen human nature. That's all that's afraid of baptism, uh, speaking in tongues. Why? Because you have to lose control of yourself. And let the Holy Ghost control your mouth. Dear Jesus, you've been uncontrolled for so long. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Do you think that, you know what would be good for our news media? They'd be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Because their mouth has been uncontrolled so long, I'd like to see one of them get up there and start to report. And then, da la la basa ta la 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 <laughs> Woo! You talk about having to absolutely die to fallen human nature, pride of the flesh. Woo! <laughs> wow! And say, well, Brother Ronnie, do you think we all believers ought to speak in tongues? Yes, I do. And when you deny it, you're trying to, with your own human reasoning, fulfill the plan of God for your life. I'm going to prove it to you today, scripturally. Okay? Okay? And I've done it. You've done it. We've all come to church and seen what God wants us to have. And then we continually produce Ishmael's. One right after another. One right after another. One right after another. Because Ishmael is not the promise of the God of fire. Remember, God is a consuming fire. He has to consume that thing on the inside of you that argues with him. Every time I've ever... To- God's ever told me to do something. Every time. Not, without exception. My carnal mind goes, kicks into gear. And tries to argue me right out of it. Always has. And always will. Because Romans says... That that carnal human nature is enmity against God. You understand enmity? Enmity means it's hostile. How many of you have ever been around a hostile personality? (laughs) When the Holy Ghost tells you to do something, He's going to lead you in the paths of righteousness, the perfect will of God. And guess what carnal human nature will do? It'll absolutely be hostile to that because it doesn't want you to fulfill the plan of God because that carnal human nature that's in you, listen carefully, is the nature of the devil himself. And we don't want to recognize that. Moving right along. I can see right now. I could stay there for a long time. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad he's moving right along. (laughs) At least you think you are. Romans chapter 8. I encourage you, uh, some of you may have uh, King James, New Living King James. Uh, You may have NIV. You may have... I'm going to skip that part because it's Mother's Day. And I want to get you out to where you can go eat before noon tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we're going to jump right ahead and get a little passion. We're going to go to the Passion Translation. Romans chapter 8. And we'll start with verse number, well, let's just go to verse 19, I think it is. Do I have it down at 19? Or did I send it 24? If I send it 24, that's good, right there. Watch this. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Amen. The whole universe. For, for against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But I want to stop here. If you want to know what causes climate change, it's sin. And you're not going to fix it with your little windmill because you still got the sin problem. If you don't believe that, then you're biblically ignorant because God told His people, when you sin against me, I'm going to cause it to stop raining. It's a sin problem. And until we, we get right with God, is there things going to... You can, we can only affect it so, so much, You understand? It's God's mercy that the earth still turns on its axis. And you ain't ever going to stop that. But you can make it really droughtful at your house. That's why you need to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost to concern all that fallen human nature. They want you to sin against God. Now oh, that went really big. But now, but now, everybody say now. Now Now that the Holy Ghost has come. But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status. I like that. As God's sons and daughters including our physical bodies being transformed do you know we're all waiting until Jesus comes but the Bible says that we don't have to be conformed to this world but we can be transformed by the renewing of our thought processes If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He quickens or makes alive your mortal body. So that means when you get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, He can change your physical body. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost is burning out those appetites that want you to eat the whole pie in one setting. Y'all still love Jesus, right? For this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. When the devil tempts you through your fallen human nature, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can empower you to resist that temptation. I am tired of God's people being preached to that we have to sin. How many times you heard a preacher make this statement? We're all just sinners. And we all sin daily. Show me that phrase in the Bible. Boy, that went really big. He empowers Us in our weakness. For example, at times when we do not know how to pray or know the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us. I like this phrase, to super intercede. On our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God... The searcher of the heart knows fully our longings. Yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, His holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of our bringing good good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. Glory to God. Man, I'm trying to control myself. I got some some words I got to go to. For we know that about... Uh, all about uh, for he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the eldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Do you know society is groaning for that? You see the crud that's going on in society? Do you know why it's like that? Because they're groaning, waiting for the church to manifest what I just told you. They look, at relig- they look at what you're doing today as nothing more than a dead religion. That's the way they look at it. And half of the body of Christ goes to church and that's exactly what it is. They're sleeping with their eyes open. I said half. You're not in that half. Glory to God. Don't make me jump off this platform. I ain't walking down. I'm going to jump off. In the King James, it uses the word groaning. The Creation groans. We groan. The Holy Spirit groans. Three groanings that are mentioned there. Creation groans. We groan. And the Holy Spirit groans. Okay, now watch this. The word groan means to sigh. In a negative sense, it means to murmur. Y'all know that side, don't you? You you mothers, when I've been after those kids and make that bed for a long time. All right? It also means to sigh or groan with grief or grudge. But here's one that we don't hear. It also means to pray inaudibly. to pray inaudibly. Now, it doesn't just mean that... You, how many of you know when you murmur, you're moving your lips? Huh? So it's not talking about not moving your lips. It's not talking about not make Because it also means sigh. How many of you have ever sighed? How many of you ladies have ever been pregnant? And you're saying, <laughs> get what's in me out. <laughs> Guys, you're doing this too. You just don't realize it. Now, don't think that I'm saying that men can be pregnant. I just have to make that public right now. I don't believe that. But there's something on the inside. Okay? So when we're we're, we're talking about inaudibly speaking or praying inaudibly, it, it just means that it's so deep that it cannot be explained by human language. It's so deep on the inside that you don't have the words from a human language. And all human language is taught do you understand what I just said? There's not English, Spanish, whatever language you want to, you call it your native tongue. That ain't your native tongue. Your native tongue is Holy Ghost tongue. I'm convinced that Adam and Eve, before they sinned in the garden, talked in tongues with God all day long. You don't have to believe that. You have the right to be wrong. Because it's, it's a deep, thing see all the other languages when we talk about when we talk about languages they they're they're taught they're mind languages you understand they're taught with our reasoning Re- repetition over and over and over and over and over and over again until a, a, a child grows and they begin to use when they use the word mother they they, they associate that because of Guess what we did when there was a, an infant? We say, Say, Mama, 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 over and over and over and over and over until one day they say Mama and have no idea what they're saying. They learn the meaning later. Do you follow? But the language of the Spirit, I want you to get this the language of the Spirit doesn't come from the head. It doesn't come from the intellect. It comes from down here. They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Glory to God. Do You understand what I'm saying now? Okay. Well, it's going to be important because it's going to come into the word groaning here in just a minute. So it means to pray and inaudibly. In other words, when you're praying, you're, you're talking. And the Bible says, in fact, Paul put it like this. He that speaketh an unknown tongue talks to God. He didn't talk to anybody else. So I, I, I did it on purpose. Zona and Zeta, she's got a twin sister. Zona, my wife, has a twin sister Zeta. And as when I was dating them, they would talk in pig Latin. They'd talk so fast, you would think they was praying in tongues. They knew exactly what they are saying, and they'd say it in front of me so that they could talk about the subject matter they didn't want me to know. You know, sometimes God wants to talk a subject matter to you, and with you, and through you. He doesn't want the devil, the world, the flesh to know about it. And then he says, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Then God starts revealing to you down here what he's talking about. I wasn't going to spend so much time on tongues, but I have to get to this word. Grown. Okay. It's deep. That's the point. Now, in the dictionary... I'm not talking about the concordance for this word in these particular places. The dictionary puts it like this. Feel dismayed by something. Feeling dismayed by something. Groaning is a feeling, but remain silent. Feeling dismayed about something, but remain silent. In other words, you're not discussing it with your friends. It's so intimate and so deep. You're not talking about it with anybody else. But you're groaning on the inside. I know God's talking to people right now. Now watch this. On the inside, they got something working. And on the outside, they're just grinning. Because this same word for the word groan has the word grin in it. How many of you ever heard the phrase, grin and bear it? Grin and bear it. Moms know exactly what I'm talking about. They grin and they bear it. When they're pregnant and everybody says, Oh, we're so glad you're pregnant. Oh, we're so excited for you. You're out right there said, yeah. You're bearing it all right. And you're grinning at the same time. Okay. Now just, it's going to come together here in just a minute. (laughs) He said, when we groan in the spirit like that, and he tells us that we patiently wait for it. Okay? We wait for it. It's not seen on the outside. We got something working on the inside and we're grinning and we're bearing it and it's something so intimate. In fact, probably nobody else knows it but you and God. And it's stirring on the inside. This is what the Holy Ghost this is what the Holy Ghost is supposed to do. Yet we're doing it with fallen human nature. Many people have no understanding on why they're so miserable. They're miserable because they're doing this in reverse. They're doing it with fallen human nature. And fallen human nature causes them to bear a, a pressure that's unnecessary. There's no joy set before them. That's what it meant for Jesus when he said in the book of Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. In front of the disciples, guess what he was doing? He was grinning, but inside he was bearing something that was about to manifest, that was going to be for their good. And the Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured that inward pressure because he was expecting. Yeah. Now, think about this. How many of you ladies ever been pregnant? Raise your hand now. Think about this for a minute. Think about forever being pregnant and not ever being able to Amen. deliver. <laughs> How many of you say, Take me home, Jesus? <laughs> That's what fallen human nature does to you. Because fallen human nature cannot produce the good that God has in mind for you that's why he has to be consumed with fire to get him out of the way so that God would allow that which is good let me me put it this way and I'll talk about myself when my mom was pregnant with me I, I didn't know about it at the time of course I found out years later my mom was it was late in in her life she'd already had seven children the closest one uh, to me is nearly uh, seven and a half years difference and she'd already had seven so I came out of nowhere God calls the light to shine out of darkness None of my siblings are here. But anyway, and at first, now you understand, they didn't have the technologies, they didn't have the sonograms and all that kind of stuff. And at first, the doctor told her, I think it's a tumor. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fallen human nature is nothing but a tumor that acts like it's a baby. Now, I don't know if I was a tumor and God performed a miracle. I don't know what happened. Okay? Because I was unconscious at the time. Or if I was a baby and they misdiagnosed, I don't know. But anyway... Some people still think I'm a tumor. (laughs) But the point of what fallen human nature will cause a tumor in your life. Meant to destroy you. And something on the inside of you is yearning and, and burning because that's the design of how you're supposed to live. But it can't live it because it doesn't have the power of God it has the power of fallen human nature that drives you it doesn't lead you it drives you always being driven and God don't want you to be driven you're supposed to be spirit led do you know what that means? That the Holy Spirit is in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Telling you where to step. Yeah. Telling you where not to step. Right. Fallen human nature keeps you stepping in it. <laughs> and we got, well, yeah. I, I, you know, I went to church as a kid. And I, I am so fed up with hearing people say, well, I, they were raised up in church and showed up three times a year. You weren't raised in church just because you showed up a few times a year. Don't ever make that statement. You were raised around church. That went really good. Raised in church means that you are absolutely dedicated to the body of Christ. That's what that means. Okay? I love you. <laughs> Stay are you staying with me? I'll let you eat before noon tomorrow. There's these groanings, and he says, wait, wait. This word waiting, waiting, waiting. Creation's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. He's waiting for the children of God. Creation is. These three groanings here is the groaning of creation. Listen to this. And I'll give you these three, and then we're going to get into the word "wait." These three groanings, creation groans, this is what it groans for. For the glorious freedom of God's children. We groan to experience the fullness of our status as God's children. The Holy Spirit intercedes with groanings for our complete destiny to be fulfilled on earth. I want to read that one again. The Holy Spirit groans for our complete destiny to be fulfilled on earth. Right now. That's why the devil will use your fallen human nature to fight against the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. In fact, you'll hear preachers talk about it all the time. Because they're trying to reason with you. Listen, I stopped trying to reason. How many of you ever tried to reason with somebody that's unreasonable? Guess what that is. You cannot... Paul said this in Corinthians, you cannot discern spiritual things with a carnal mind because they're spiritually understood. So we're over here trying to take human reasoning to understand a spiritual concept that it has no clue about and argues against. The only hope for your household. The only hope for your neighborhood. The only hope for this society as a whole. Is the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Because he will confirm. The written word of God. That is promised to us. Glory to God. We're over here groaning. We want to experience the fullness of our status as God's children. But you can't do it without the leadership of the Holy Ghost who is interceding for us to complete our destiny and fulfill our purpose on earth. Is that, are you following that? All right. He said, uh, let me read this. I'll use these phrases out of the... Out of the. King James. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself maketh intercession with us. I mean, for us. Uh, excuse me. Maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or, or uh, spoken in articulate, articulated speech, audibly. In other words, it's that. Over the lips. Okay, now watch this. We wait for it. It goes back up here and it talks about we wait for it. We talk about it. We wait for it. This word waiting means to expect fully. To expect fully. And it uses a word that I would never used before. I had never seen before. In fact, I don't even know if I know how to pronounce it correctly. It's A-S-S-I-D-U-O-U-L-L-Y. And this is what it means anyway. This is what you need to get. It means careful. In other words, we got groanings that pray inaudibly and we're waiting for them. Okay? We're waiting for it. And it means to be careful. And it suggests a tireless persistence. We're not sitting here on our hands or sitting in a rocking chair. We're just waiting No, 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 no. That's what people think waiting means. That's not what the Bible talks about when it's talking about waiting. We fully expect. Okay? But we do have a carefulness which suggests a tireless persistence. Like as in dogged. Everybody say dogged. Dogged. And people say, well, are you dogmatic, Pastor Ronnie? Absolutely. That's what's wrong with a lot of church people. They're not dogged about the things of God. They go out there on Monday, need to talk about it. We get all excited on Sunday, go out there on Monday, and something happens, we're not dogged to what we heard on Sunday. This stuff is supposed to be practiced 24-7. You say, Pastor Ronnie, you, you're talking emphatically. Yes, I'm talking Don't It implies you're in for the long haul. Because this word means when it's connected with waiting like this, it means to sit with as a task for a considerable amount of time. We're not here, we've associated prayer as waving a magic wand and poof, the magic dragon shows up. Get Disney out of your head. Glory to God. It means this word waiting absolutely has the connotation to set beside. As long as it takes. I ain't leaving here until the Spirit moves. Exactly what we're singing. I ain't leaving here until the Spirit moves. Glory to God. I hope you're getting this. This is exactly the way a mother, a loving mother, would do to that child. It went through the first term, the second term, and now it's the third term. And it's waiting. We fully expect this baby to come. And we're grinning. And we're barren. And we ain't going to leave till this baby's born. And then when the baby's born, we're grinning and we're bearing until this baby grows up to be what it's supposed to be. We're going to sit right beside them. I got too much invested. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about when he talks about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is right there grinning and bearing with all of your foolishness. The Father's got something in mind for you. Glory to God. (laughs) And He's going to sit right here beside you. He sent me to sit right here beside you until it is fulfilled. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. It's so much love that I ain't gonna quit until it's done. Do you know that God loves this messed up America? Do you know America's going to tur- is turning around? Not gonna it is turning around. Do you know why it is? The intercession, Of the Holy Ghost that is groaned through the believer. Are you following me? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This ought to excite you. Let me read that one more time. The Holy Spirit's groaning is for our complete destiny to be fulfilled here on earth how many of you have a GPS most likely it's on the phone now we first got Zona's Chrysler 300 what year was that 2006 and it had one of those on there of course we use our phone now but it had one of those on there. And I was amazed by it. we are driving down the road, you plug it in there and it tells you where you want to go. It tells you how to get there. And if you're driving down the road and you miss your turn, it says recalculating. <laughs> recalculating. Go to the next exit. And turn around. I liked it. Zona didn't like it because I didn't mind, I didn't mind missing a turn once in a while. Because I could get it recalculated. She said, why didn't you, did you just follow the directions to begin with? Sound like a lot of Christians. Why didn't you follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost to begin with? Now you got to turn around. But thank God I can turn around. It's called repentance. See, it can recalculate you from wherever you're at. Because the Holy Ghost intercedes for you with groanings. It's inaudible to your head. Okay. But there's still God's word spoken over you. And He's recalculating to get you back to where you're going to fulfill your destiny if you will listen to the instruction. And guess what? He can make up for lost time. I don't know about you it's a great Mother's Day because we see now how the Holy Spirit works in our spirit mothers don't you quit fathers don't you quit either on your kids your grandkids and guess what Because if the Holy Ghost doesn't quit, why should you? Glory to God. Glory to God. Richard, let's sing this song. We got to sing this song. And I want you to listen to it. As you're singing, I want you to get it down deep into you. If he says, don't go, don't go. If he says, go, go jump in. Glory to God. Let's say thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.